cold. Too bad. <laughs> It'll wake you up. No. <laughs> Nothing. No, it makes me want to get back in bed. That's too late. Forever. Forever. Okay. The forever bed. <laughs> no, no, no. Coma. Uh, yeah, just a small coma. Just a light coma. Just a light coma. <laughs> like 90 days? That's a good coma. I miss you, bed. <laughs> anyway, hello. <laughs> it was great last night. It's hysterical history. <laughs> With Haley and me, Alexis. Hi. Oh my god. I just woke up, so my voice sounds like this. <laughs> and I never sleep, so my voice sounds like this. <laughs> uh, if you're wondering, we're not dying from coronavirus, even though we are at the epicenter. Yeah, we're both young and pretty healthy, young and wild and free. So we we might have it. We just it's true. We're asymptomatic. True. So, who knows? Yay. It's a, a gosh upon a virus. <laughs> We're just giving it to each other through the egg. Uh, through the the egg. Mm-hmm. You guys know the mm-hmm. egg. The sound egg. <laughs> I still sometimes think about, like, how much we talked about it, and then we finally post a picture, and people are like, is that the egg? <laughs> <laughs> it is the egg. It is hilarious. That is absolutely the it egg. It is the egg. Okay. What are we doing? So today we're going to talk about two things that everybody finds, like, universally fascinating. Taxes. Which is the economy and gardening. Oh. Oh, my gosh. Everyone likes money and plants. Oh, I see. Money and plant lore. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Got my herb lore skill to 99. How we just keep doing it to ourselves. Just so you know, my herb lore score is 99. On RuneScape. Cool. And my farming's 93. A. <laughs> what? Herb. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's not even close to a number that A. <laughs> uh, no, it's that. Yeah. Anyway, we are talking about tulip mania. Mm-hmm. Tulipalooza. Tulip mania. That's crazy. <laughs> I need those flowers so bad. I've been meaning to do it for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of our awesome listeners also emailed us asking it. Mm. Uh, and that's from Michael. Uh, some of my sources for this episode uh, include uh, Tulip Mania, tu- Tulipomania, mm-hmm. uh, by your friend and mine, Mike Dash. Yay! Mike Dash. Michael. He's back. <laughs> Michael Dash. Michael Dash, he's here. That's great. He's here and he has a book about tulips. A book? Michael. He did a book. Good for you. He loves books. (laughs) He loves books. He's a fan of book. (laughs) The book is dear to Mike Dash. I mean, the fact that he can write a whole book about tulips, good for you. That's too much, in my opinion. (laughs) And there are a couple books on this list. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, there's also Devil Take the Hindmost, A History of Financial Speculation. Fun. By Edward Chancellor. Chancellor. Who's more the, the econ side of it. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, and Anne Goldgar wrote a very good uh, Tulip Mania, Money, Honor, and Knowledge in the Dutch Golden Age, which uh, covers primary sources a little bit better than Mike Dash okay. does. Mike Dash is more of a, 
an like anti sandwich kind of writer. Yeah, <laughs> he's more of like a extrapolate the argument guy, mm-hmm. which is useful, but also useful to have those primary sources. Yeah, and I'm kind of biased towards Anne because her thesis is that it was more a cultural crisis than a financial sure. one, which we'll uh, talk about. They tend to go hand in hand. Yeah. Well, what perfect timing for our current economic crisis because of the virus. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, it's so hard to tell. Stock market's going down, uh, down, down. <laughs> yeah. Econ. Hell yeah. I just read something and like, I think it was the New York Times sends me like emails and then they're just like, here's the basics of news. And I'm like, thanks. Then I don't have to watch it. Uh, yeah. Right now is, is an exciting time for the stock market. Yeah. If you're buying. <laughs> right. Um, and well, maybe you shouldn't. I don't know. But. It will uh, go up. Uh, if you live. It was talking about <laughs> Italy and then, like, closing northern Italy, mm-hmm. basically, and how people keep sneaking out. And they're like, don't yeah. be quarantined. Stop it. Yeah. Um, but it was talking about them closing down northern Italy and then, that, like, sending Europe into a recession. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have fun. So it's a great time to talk about European recessions. Yeah. Tell me about flowers. <sighs> so it's one of those incidents that are... So famous slash infamous Mm -hmm. that even if you don't really care about, like, financial markets or the Dutch old golden age, you've probably heard of it. Heard of it, yep. Uh, Just because, you know, everyone loves those tulips. It's just, it's like, it's like the dancing plague. It's so weird. Yeah. That it's like, what? It's become so popularized in, in like, pop history kind of way. Yeah. Uh, It's more... Mimetic, in fact, at some point, everybody just believes the most salacious versions of it. Most of the stories come from a 19th century work, Mm. Extraordinary Popular Delusions and the Madness of Crowds Ah. by Charles McKay. It's a little late. It uh, doesn't really have any sources. It's more a collection (laughs) of uh, just you know, stories and old wives' tales. That I've people, read history books like that. <laughs> yeah, that people have told about the incident. Yeah. It's like, this is what everybody says. This is yeah, the like, pop popular mm. gossip about that okay. thing that happened. 300 years ago or whatever. In Holland, yeah. Mm. Uh, so that's where people get most of this, their facts about gotcha. it. Gotcha. <laughs> that, that 19th century That's why you need somebody who reads in the language. One, yeah. Somebody wrote it down in the language, you know. right. Like primary sources, yep, and uh, financial documents, but they're all in Dutch, so no one's read them for exactly. a thousand years. So you need somebody who can read it. I'm probably going to have this ranch Dutch. at some point, but I've talked about how much I hate uh, the Dutch language. Yes, yeah, but not because it's bad, <laughs> just because it's in the uncanny valley. Yeah, if you're standing in English, uh-huh. you're like, it looks like me, but it's wrong somehow. It's like almost close enough that you're like, can I understand this? Is that in English? And then it's like, no, it's not. You get to a weird word and you're like, never mind. But in in such a different way than any of the other languages that English resembles. Right. Because you absolutely cannot pronounce it the same. It's true, yeah. So it's it's worse than German. Wild. Kind of worse than French. Totally. I, oh, speaking of French, I have to tell you real quick. I was, like, doing some French language stuff, you know, on uh, Rosetta Stone because mm-hmm. I want to learn French and, like, properly, not just pronounce it really good. And uh, 
It's so funny when you get to like certain words because you'll be like, because you know, so much of English is from French and then it's like really obvious for some words mm-hmm. and then it's really obvious when it's not. Because it's like, you know, what's weird? And it's like, bizarre. And you're like, yeah, bizarre. Okay. Okay. And yeah. then I'm like, what's plate? And it's like, ecutate. And I'm like, okay, that one's not. That one's different. <laughs> that one's not the same. That one's I, that's, oh, we got that from the Germans. Got it. Mm. We already had plates before the French came over. Yeah, yeah. So mm. we didn't change the word. You can really tell what words we already had. <laughs> it's true. We already had. Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, you were complaining about Dutch because the other day we were talking about the um, the U.S. president boyfriend test and it's got Martin Van yeah. and his Dutch accent. Yeah. Yeah. We've Heavily represented. We've sent that to our Facebook. Yeah, we post on Facebook yeah. so you can find your... Uh, U.S. president who would be your boyfriend out of most of them, except for they forgot two people. Who, they're not important. But, you know, whatever. And also, but, like, it heavily wants you to choose Martin Van Buren at the beginning. And it's like, did you know about his Dutch accent, though? (laughs) Did you know? To which my dad said, he should have phased that out. (laughs) Ooh, they should have phased that out. He's like, why does he have a Dutch accent? <laughs> like, isn't he American? And I'm like, yeah, but yeah. his family's Dutch. And he's like, they should have phased that out. Uh, should I get rid of that? Oh, God. <laughs> anyway. How annoying. How uh, untrustworthy. <laughs> How could you trust a president who has a foreign You're accent? You're like, he's clearly secretly a Hessian. <laughs> he's clearly not from here. <laughs> what do we do with Listen that? Listen to him. That's why he's so late. <laughs> Yeah. We've gotten through all our people where we're like, you're definitely from here. Martin. <laughs> Martin. Van Buren. Van Buren. Van Buren. I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, uh, speaking of the 19th century, a big influencer uh, of the tulip mania and what it was about at the uh-huh. time uh, was Alexander Dumas. I like you calling him an influencer <laughs> because, like, yeah. that word is so specific for, like, people online today. Yeah. I love thinking of him on, like, Instagram <laughs> influencing. Anyway, Three Musketeers. Love it. it. Yep. Just published. New <laughs> My book. book came out. Check it out. Uh, but he wrote The Black Tulip, which uses ah. the tulip. Mania era is just like a setting. He's so dramatic. You're so dramatic and boring. I love you though. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> uh, I'm so bored by reading. I his books. well, I don't. I haven't read a lot of his books, but I'm like, I love you, like in the general sense of you seem like a ridiculous person. You seem like a better, more interesting person than your books. Yes. So I feel like that's often how it is. <laughs> Which is something. Mm-hmm. Uh, which you, Every writer hates to hear that. They're like, yeah. you seem more interesting than your books. They're, They're like, like um, thanks. Yeah, it's the worst. Great. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, just write about you, buddy. Just do you. <laughs> so the, the more outrageous tales are probably from that 19th century mm. uh, work right. by McKay. There's one about a sailor who gets sentenced to jail because he accidentally eats a tulip. Why would you eat it? He thinks it's an onion, and he, like, slices it up and puts it in a herring sandwich. It doesn't have any qualities that make it onion-ish. It kind of looks like it. The bulb but looks kind of like but an onion. But once you grab it <laughs> yeah. and look inside. Sailors do not care what Clearly they not an put onion. in their mouth. <laughs> Listen, it didn't have maggots in it. He's like... Yeah, excellent. Because <laughs> if you were like, he did it on purpose, mm-hmm. like or like he was like, oh, flowers are good and stuff. Because so, sometimes people eat flowers. Sure. But it's not an onion. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not an onion. I mean, how drunk is he, though, you know? They're just, they don't, 
they do not care <laughs> what they eat. Dutch people or pirates? Sa- sailors. Or sailors, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> uh, s- like state-sanctioned pirates. <laughs> yeah, state pirates. <laughs> Government pirates. I, like, yeah, immediately, all you said, you said sailor, and all I could remember was on, he was on a boat, so I was like, he's a pirate. <laughs> he was like some kind of pirate, <laughs> yeah. stealing flowers. <laughs> whatever. And, whatever, you know, tulip pirate. Yeah. Flower pirate. <laughs> so tulip mania is one of the first examples of an economic... Bubble, mm. but what's, then it bursts. What's a bubble? What? What's a, <laughs> what's a bubble? I don't know. How to explain a bubble to you. Yeah. So I have like a couple like pages of, inside. No, no, an, an economic bubble. Oh, it's like gets real big. Everybody's real dramatic about it, and then it burst. Mm-hmm. And then it stops being that. Yeah. And then it goes down really fast, and everybody goes, oh, God, because they're all trying to sell at the same time, and it doesn't work. Uh-oh. Panic at the disco. <laughs> it's like a game of hot potato. <laughs> Everyone's uh, selling more and more or, like, buying it up. Yeah. Uh, but you don't want to be the one left holding it when the prices go down. That's right. Uh, some That stocks. People in economics, some branches of it, don't think bubbles are real. They're wrong. Um, it's like <laughs> a bubble would be an irrational thing that people do, and everyone is rational when they are buying up whatever because of blah, blah, blah. When blah, you start blah, with blah. everyone is rational about anything, it's, you're wrong. It's wrong, so you're wrong. What about all those people who invested in Elizabeth Holmes? Are they <laughs> rational? <laughs> are they rational? This or were like, they like, that girl has a low voice? <laughs> uh, it's like, I mean, at some point, no, because it's clearly not worth the amount that you're investing in it. Mm-hmm. You're too excited. Yes. Right. Like, there's market panic and, like, fervor, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, well, and, like, there's all sorts of things like that, like scarcity marketing and stuff. That, right. Like, right. You know, make you irrational. And that's the point. Yeah. They want to spook you into buying stuff. But uh, you, you, will, you can definitely find people who talk about tulips or any other bubble, and they're like, it wasn't a bubble. And then you, like, keep reading, and they're like, I mean, it might be bubble. Well, and there's, like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it's probably, well, reneging themselves. Might, might be a bubble. Uh, well, and, like, there's, there's like, those economists who are, like, stimulus packages don't work. And I'm mm-hmm. like, really? Because every time we do it, it looks like it works. And they're like, no. Looks like it works. Laissez-faire. Get out of my well, face. what do I know? Uh, but in the last 30-ish years, even, we've had a handful of Bubbles. Yeah. Weird, uh, right? So examples would be the like the dot com bubble. Yep. If you're old enough to remember the nineties. Mm-hmm. Well, uh the global financial crisis and the housing market mm-hmm. thing are like a kind of bubble, yep. large bubble. Right. Uh tech bubble mm-hmm. in uh, Silicon Valley. Weird. Although some people would say it isn't a bubble because it hasn't popped yet. I mean, it doesn't make it not a bubble. <laughs> it hasn't popped. It just means it's a coming. But, yeah, it's like any asset, which it could be real estate, could be plants, it could be uh, blood testing machines, whatever. Mm-hmm. It is the price goes up and up and up, not based on the actual value of the asset, yeah. but just because people are real excited about it. Right. Yeah, it's not based on, like, supply and demand. It's just, like, yeah. fervor in general. And when no more people are willing to pay that price, uh, everyone gets scared and sells it off yeah. immediately. And then it just goes pew! Because they realize the thing they have isn't actually worth as much as they pay. <laughs> oh, it's actually it. not worth anything. Hmm. Uh that's bad. We, we can cut out this whole next part because I don't know how funny economic <laughs> theory is. 
Uh, but sometimes I found it interesting. Sure. At least there's a couple theories about how you spot bubbles and how they work. Mm. Um, at least because people want to know what to look for before they pop is mostly what people are magnifying glass interested in. But it's look for the bubbles. It's it has some insight, I think, into the the Dutch situation. <laughs> <laughs> the Dutch dilemma. They do follow the pattern, the okay. general pattern, about spotting boobles. <laughs> boobles. Uh, there's a researcher from Miel Vikram Mancharamani. He wrote mm. a book based on one of his lectures that he gives on the topic okay. called Boom Bustology. Oh. Spotting financial bubbles before they Bustification-ism. burst. Bustificationism. Bustificationism. <laughs> uh, and some of the things he says to look for uh, if you're trying to spot a bubble it's it basically all boils down to overconfidence. Yeah, uh, people who how could it fail? Wanting the best, the biggest, the coolest, regardless of cost. For instance, there's a, a skyscraper theory of spotting bubbles. Mm. Uh, when people start building the world's tallest building, whatever time that might be, yeah, you're you might be in a bubble. Okay, because there's no real reason, reason. to yeah. build the tallest building. Right, just for pride. You just, you have the money. You and just you feel wanna, like you want to do it. And you want to do it. So the Tower of Babel, <laughs> that's a bubble. Yep, that's a bubble. Tower of Bubble. Tower of Bubble. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't to talk to God. It was the bubble. It was the bubble. Mm-hmm. And then it popped. Yep, and then they all spoke different languages, and it's really confusing. And they all had to start selling their own languages. They're like, sell, sell, sell. <laughs> and nobody would take it because no they one, don't speak your language. No one wants to get stuck with Dutch. We had to sell. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dutch listeners or people Sorry, who Dutch. speak Dutch. You're fine. I'm just terrible. It's sure. Yeah. So uh, some examples. Mm-hmm. The 1920s, early 30s, uh, that's when the Chrysler Building and the Empire State Building were... Uh, trying to outbuild each other to be the tallest. And then the Great Depression. Wasn't there something <laughs> that happens uh, around there? Wasn't there a thing? The market. The current tallest building in the world is in Dubai, and it was completed around 2008, 2009. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the, the global financial crisis happened. Right. Yeah. And the, the tallest building before that was in Taipei, was completed in 2004. Okay. And Did the they one, have a problem in 2004? No, I think they were just the first one to have enough money because the one before that was finished in the late 90s before the dot-com ah. bubble. This is a weird indicator, but I'm interested. I'm into it. Yeah. And after that... The tallest building, you have to go back to the 70s. Ah. And after that, you have to go back again to, like, the 30s. Mm. So it's like, mm, yeah, there are cycles right. happening. Fascinating. Another theory is you can track bubbles. This is more maybe relevant to tulips. Okay. Is you can track bubbles by watching the art market. Ah. So when you're in a bubble, that's when people start buying up uh like fancy cars and all the art and the prices for those go really sky high. high. Right. Whereas if you're not in a bubble, people are like, I mean, it's a cool car, but is it worth that much? Right. There's a, the bubble is from false confidence. Yeah. That like I will always have money and never have to worry about <laughs> it and I can spend it on everything and it will be fine. And I will always be able to find someone who will buy this from me again for more than I bought it for. Right. Even like, though it's maybe it will never lose value. Worth a couple million. Maybe. Yeah, no, no, no. 
it just reminds me of um, the Ben Shapiro thing mm-hmm. about, uh, like, it's fine if the water comes in on the shores. You can just sell your house to someone. Yeah. And then that guy in the wall is like, sell it to who? Effing Aquaman, Ben. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, sell yeah. it to who? Right. Sell it to who? Because I watched this video where they were talking about hypercapitalism. And it's like, yeah, but hypercapitalists think like, so. well, someone will always buy it. And yeah. it's like, no. No. Some things are worthless. <laughs> No. Eventually. Not forever. No. Yikes. Nope. Uh, but, yeah, especially, like, right now where the economy's doing well enough mm-hmm. that new millionaires are being made all the time. Right. But art and resources are finite, so yeah, uh, prices for those tend to go up as long as people can pay for them and they really want them. Makes sense. You know, like luxury items. Right. But the point is boom or bubble or whatever. It's not the money or the value as much mm-hmm. as it is people are uh, just overconfident. Right. And they just want things and they're willing to take risks. Which was, as we all know, the situation in the Netherlands in the 17th century. Of course. Everybody <laughs> knows that. Everybody knows about the Dutch Golden Age. Am I right? Everybody. Uh, the Dutch aren't the most famously colonialist of European powers. True. But Boy, do they know how to lay down a trading route. <laughs> they do. They, they like, they they went for quality instead of quantity. <laughs> they and did. it helped them. Ooh, it paid off. Yeah. It paid off real good. It did. And they have a monopoly at the time. They're basically the only people who have uh, access to the East Indies. Yeah. And they're bringing back that silk and that spice. And they own that, like, that oh, yeah. uh, tiny, straight. Like, buy Indonesia and Malaysia and everything that mm-hmm. you just slip on through and you get to everything you want. <laughs> but people who uh, invest in those ventures are making back 2,000% of what they Holy put into crap. it. People are getting rich. People are becoming, there's like a new merchant tradesman middle right. class because people are making so much money. Wild. Uh, and the internal trading stuff in the Netherlands is pretty robust, so mm-hmm. people are able to trade within the country right. really well. Nice. Uh, so, you know. Everyone's having a good time, it, having it, a good time. I'm a tulip man reaching <laughs> for the star. Yep. Yeah. Reaching for his cash money bank. For my money purse. <laughs> I'm a rich man. I'm out of control. It's true. It's <laughs> a good song. Somebody, somebody in our like one of our listeners need to write a whole parody. <laughs> go, go, explode! <laughs> yep, the bubble explodes. <laughs> uh, but their ship comes in. Mm-hmm. Their ship comes in, and it pays well. So the 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 tulip is I don't know famously, infamously, but if you ever talk to someone from Turkey, they will be very happy to tell you the tulip is not from Holland. Okay. It's from the Central Asia, Turkey, uh, Afghanistan, Kazakhstan okay. kind of area. Sure. Uh, and it's just imported to Europe via right. Const- Constantinople. They're just like obsessed with it. Yeah. The Ottoman Empire. We're talking about the Ottoman Empire, basically. Right. Is what I'm saying. The tulips make their way there around like 1500s, mid 1500s. Oh, that's pretty late. Yeah. I guess it's a flower, so. It's yeah. not like, you, usually you start with stuff you eat. You're like, I want food. <laughs> right. I want sugar. Right. You start with I like, rice. can I use it to kill someone and can I yeah. eat it? Yeah. Those are the most important things. And then it's like, can I wear it? And then it's like, 
other, is it pretty? Other luxury thing. Is it luxury? Is it like? Is it luxury? Is it art? If I show this to someone at home, are they going to be like, "Oh my gosh, where you get that? Is that from an alien planet? Oh my gosh!" Which? And you're like, "It is. It's from the Ottoman Empire." <laughs> The Ottomans invented this flower. <laughs> invented this flower. It's all the rage in the Orient or whatever they would say. Ew. I don't know. The worst. I don't know. If you're in the Netherlands, at what point does, quote unquote, the Orient begin? Oh, it's I'm probably not. all of Asia. <laughs> Anything <laughs> east of every Asia. <laughs> like Poland. Is South of the- Constantinople. <laughs> Orient. Orient. <laughs> Greece, Orient. Yep. <laughs> Macedonia, Orient. Orient. (laughs) Sorry. It's obviously not something you should call people, but it is a term uh, geographically and culturally. And historically, specifically. Historically. Uh, We're using their word. (laughs) It's their word. (laughs) So uh, occasional botanists mention it, like people who work for Imperial Gardens and stuff. Sure. Mentioned there's this new hot flower. Like, isn't it? Look at this. She's she pretty. Right. This is this is just the pineapple thing, except for you can't eat them. Absolutely, it's like pineapple, which is like dumb. (laughs) (laughs) At least you can eat pineapples. And I know they weren't eating them, but they They were just like, look how cool it is. (laughs) But like, you could have rich. I am. I have a pineapple. I mean, they'd eat them when they were rotten, and then it's like, dude, great. I have pineapple in the fridge, so. Great. Just reminding myself. The the most notable is Leiden University, today mm. Holland's oldest university, but at the time it would have been quite new. <laughs> right, yeah, you should probably. Founded in 1575. Yeah. So it's like brand new. Ooh, brand, brand new university. new. We have all this money and we built this brand new university. I mean, that's how you know. With this student. You're willing to <laughs> yeah. invest money in education? Yeah, that's You a must sign. have so much money. That's a boom. <laughs> because that's bottom of the totem pole for most people. <laughs> Higher education. Oh, yeah. Even. Yikes. That's like... You are trying to give away money. Yeah, you're just giving it away <laughs> to, like, smart old men who just read all day. Whatever. What? You're not putting it into your military or your agriculture. You're building a building where that's, people learn things. <laughs> that's how you know they're in proper mania. <laughs> you're in proper uh, boom town. You're, ag- <laughs> you're in boom town. You're, welcome to boom town. <laughs> Boomtown Netherlands. Population, all the money. <laughs> Population, me and my wallet. <laughs> nice. And it's millions. Uh, and in the in 1590, uh, they build a brand new Leiden Botanical Garden. Well, yeah. And too much money. That's a lot of money. <laughs> they are just like just spilling out of their pockets. It's actually because I'm trying to think of like what other people are doing in Europe in like the 1500s. And it's pretty bad. <laughs> What a, It's a lot of killing each other about whether or not we yeah. like the Pope. <laughs> yeah. The Dutch are like, man, it's good to be rich. And they're like, ooh, I built a beautiful garden. They're getting so up Flowers on their— all around the world. <laughs> so up on their high horse and their their boat system. Yeah. I, I need to look up if this is actually a thing and what it was— Involving, but I heard a story of the Dutch got mad at the English for some reason, so they mm-hmm. just sailed right up the Thames and like, "Hey, knock it off!" Oh. And that's so crazy. I was gonna say, I'm surprised that like England and the Dutch don't have more problems at this point, since mm-hmm. they're very um, since obviously they're both using the same water areas, right? Waterways. We should look that up, find out. I mean, it seems like if they do, it's just like crossed arms going. Hmm. 
They probably just settled a financial agreement. They're like, what if we just paid each other money? And they're like, that sounds right. great, actually. I mean, well, then Henry VIII marries that one girl. But she's German, I think. Yeah. But, like, whatever. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> whatever. Ba- Bavarian, German, Dutch. It's all the same. They're all related. People on the continent, they're all the same. Who cares? <laughs> all white people look the same. They're all the same. Who cares? <laughs> they, look, they look the I'm same. I'm insulting so many people. <laughs> I always get the Netherlands and Denmark confused, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why. Something in my brain is like, that's wrong. I think because of Dutch. Like, because it starts with a D. They both start with Ds. Yeah. I think that's the problem. And they're, like, not very far away from each other. Mm -hmm. And they're, like, decently culturally similar. (laughs) The only reason I know is because I know some Swedes and they just love hating on Denmark. They love hating on Denmark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they all, how they all sound like. Potato mumblers. <laughs> That's what they say. That's not what us. they say. Love you, Denmark. Yeah, if you're Swedish, uh, the uh, Danish language sounds like. <laughs> I'm sure it's beautiful. I, it's a beautiful language. <laughs> beautiful people. Just alienating everyone Great. in North culture. <laughs> in Northern Europe, just hates us now. Listen, we'll get to you. If we haven't mentioned you yet, we'll get to you. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, what the the guy they make the director of the Leyden Botanical Garden uh, is Carolus Clusius. Uh, he's a he's a tulip man. I mean, he, clearly he's in charge of the plants, and that that garden is known even today as the place where tulips were introduced to the rest of Western mm-hmm. Europe. Right. He had been working with tulips in Vienna, like he was at the Vienna Imperial mm-hmm. Gardens or whatever. He brought a hundred bulbs or so back to Holland. Uh, he's, and he's just studying them. He's really into these he's tulips. Like, Man, these are these are pretty great. So crazy. They're like so pretty. <laughs> Oh my gosh! What are do you know? Like, what are like the main native flowers to Europe? Uh, it's like such roses a, and stuff. It's such a big place. I don't know if they have main flowers sure. as such. Sure, um, but like, I'm, I'm wondering what about tulips? Like, I know that they don't have them, so there's that. Right. But like, what about like them specifically? Because I'm assuming it's like a shape thing, and like the fact that it's like two. They're uh, main. Things. They're just pretty. They like them because okay. they're colorful. Right. <laughs> They don't have a lot of bright, colorful flowers. That's fair. Uh, and tulips they get, are very colorful. get very, very colorful. Yes. Uh, so one of the things he's working on that makes them so pretty is called uh, breaking. Okay. When you break a tulip or it's breaking bad. Broken. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Uh, is when a tulip that's usually one color suddenly gets stripes or different colors ah. or patterns mm-hmm. on it. And it gets super pretty. Right. And you're like, wow. You lose your mind. She gorgeous. <laughs> What's she doing? Who are, Who is she? <laughs> who is she? That's what I'm assuming they're breeding those, trying to get that specifically. They're, yeah, they're, though, that's when it really takes off. Mm-hmm. It's not only a luxury thing, but it's, it's gorgeous. And, and you can, like, genetically engineer them mm-hmm. to be prettier. Right. Uh, it, he, he notices, even at the time, once you uh, once a tulip breaks, it's basically ruined forever. Ah. Uh, it kills it pretty quick. It weakens right. it uh, immensely, which at the time they think is because of environmental factors that mm. they can't control. But we know now it's because 
uh, it's a virus that causes this. Ah. Uh, and if it does that, it's because it's disease. Yeah, that makes sense. They, yeah, they had no idea. Because uh, then it's just like, yeah. yeah, it's like messing with, like, their genetic coding for what they're supposed to look like. Yeah, they start developing mutations. Mm-hmm. They're just very pretty mutations. Right. Uh, they start getting tulips that have healing factors. They have mm. uh, ones that can change Wolverine. into lettuce. <laughs> oh. some, some of them get l- little, yeah, little thorns that go snicked when oh. they're uh, grumpy. Yeah. <laughs> they're the X tulips. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the joke. Because they're mutants. They're X tulips. Uh yeah, really. They have this uh, boring name, tulip breaking virus, TBV. Mm. There's a few different kinds. But Not grower- to be confused with regular TB. This yeah. is tubies. Uh, TBV or TBV. Oh, TBV. There's, there's, a, there's a couple different kinds. B and V are too close together of sounds. Tulip breaking virus, TBV. TBV. Uh, but growers at the time, because once it gets the virus, it's really hard to propagate and make mm-hmm. more of it. People would graft uh, virus... Uh, bulbs onto healthy ones to make new ones and right. infect the healthy plant. Great. It makes the bulb really weak. It makes the stem really weak. Ones that are broken tend to be a lot smaller. Way to just ruin tulips that you had to bring from so far away. They're they're so ruined to the point where the most beautiful and coveted tulips at the time don't exist anymore. <sighs> like they killed them out completely because they were so weak but so beautiful. Y'all are stupid. Like, we just gotta, we can't let it be healthy. It's so pretty when it's diseased. Right. But you you don't know it's diseased yet. Right. I I was gonna say, nowadays, we probably wouldn't do that, but also we'd be able to figure out it was diseased. Right. And we'd be like, that's gonna kill all Um, of them. I don't think they realized it was a disease until the 1920s. Yeah, I mean... You know, when they... who cares? cares? There's other stuff to do. First of all, who cares? Two, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. You know, whatever. Like, yeah, what I was going to say, like, yeah, if I had to guess, like, if you were like, when do they figure this out? I would have been, like, probably, like, the 1890s or later than that. Later. Like... Like, once microbiology actually becomes a thing. And, like, once scientists are, like, like just rabid about everything and they're like what do we do <laughs> want to put everything under a microscope it's <laughs> true science becomes hip that's true though cuz it, it if it was a bacteria they maybe could have found it earlier but viruses are so small yeah. you really need a um, microscope you really need like a good microscope to yeah. figure it out i think it's important to note we have records of people growing them privately before it becomes a national thing okay uh, mostly in Amsterdam and other large cities, it's a new exotic flower luxury item. So it's the rich who are right. buying these and getting them from trade deals. Right. Of course. And they're just enjoying the heck out of it. Do they still have a monarchy? Probably. Because I'm just, I'm just thinking about that, like, proposing with a pineapple picture. Mm-hmm. Like, are there any, like, here's your tulip, my lord, pictures? Yeah. <laughs> Tulips, my lord. <laughs> Just putting him in his hair. <laughs> this new, this newfangled thing, a tulip. It's uh, it's got the little snicked things when you pet it. <laughs> it's very grumpy. I want to just go back in time with <laughs> tulips, like before they have them, and then just wear them in my hair. And they're like, "Oh my gosh! Oh my god! Who is that? Who is she? What is happening? My god! <laughs> These are the things where people are like." 
uh, you know, if people were here nowadays, they'd be like, whoa, phones are crazy. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like the meme where it's like, whoa, you have all these spices in your house. <laughs> Great. Oh, my How God. How much was this? Billions of dollars? Are you a multi-trillionaire? Right. I'm this like, is... I just want to bring back tulips and just cause a ruckus. What do you want whoa. from me? <laughs> tulips. Yeah. Yeah. Give them. We... We have uh, tulips that look like they're broken now, but it's the result of breeding. Yeah. Mostly. Right. There are very few tulips that are actually... Have the disease. Actually broken. Yeah. Uh, There's one that's kind of chocolatey brown and has gold stripes. Oh. It's still, like, infected, I think. Great. (laughs) But it's very pretty. (laughs) Good for you. Very pretty. Your disease looks great on you. You look hot. <laughs> so small yep. and so weak, but so pretty. But real pretty. Love it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it doesn't matter. These disease plants become so much more desirable than the healthy ones because they're so pretty. Well, and now they've got a time limit. Yeah. So, like, yeah. they're even more scarce. And harder to make new ones. Yes. It becomes, yeah. It's brilliant. <laughs> I couldn't have planned it better From myself. a market scheme, it's brilliant. It's almost and inten- terrible. Almost intentional. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, so non-growers start coming up to people who have them, like, hey, can I buy it off of you? Mm-hmm. I heard it's really hard to come by these, and I'd like to buy it from you. Right. Which is so weird. Yeah. Especially when you're like weren't having them for that purpose. Mm-hmm. Like, you were just like, I just want to see if I can do it. I like growing things. They're pretty. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out, like, how to do more of yeah, this. Yeah, I'm like, just, like, what's going on? Yeah. And then people are, like, banging down your door, and they're like, can I have your flowers? Hey, I know you're a scientist, but can I have your flowers that are pretty? I'll give you way too much money. And you're like, what? And he's like, no. Hmm. Yeah, Carolus gave some tulip bulbs to, like, other scientists. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he didn't have enough to spread around, which is why in around like 1590, there were tulip thefts. Yeah. People stealing the bulbs, which Great. some people theorize is the basis of the tulip market in yeah. Holland. Makes sense. From those stolen ones. Yeah. I mean, if something is worth something, someone's going to steal yeah, it. Yeah, someone's going to steal it. Yeah. Uh, but fast forward a little bit to like the 1620s. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, it's popping. Oh, it popping. Oh, oh. This is it. This Going is, to the new world. <laughs> this is the pop. Prices for certain coveted bulbs are already very high. Yeah. Uh, a Dutch worker, like a blue-collar guy just working, Yeah. his annual salary might be 150 guilders, which is the currency they used before the euro. Okay. How much is that today? One, one uh, I don't know. Do an idea? Okay. Like a dollar. Yeah, like a dollar. <laughs> Inflationism. Like a dollar. I don't know. At the time, 150 florins, okay. or guilders, sorry. Yeah. Uh, one tulip bulb might be over a 1,000. It's a lot more. It's a That's lot. That's like 10 times as much. That's at least 10 times as much. <laughs> <laughs> if not more. Uh, if not. Says my math. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the 30s, things are ramping up even more than that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Influencers, we mentioned influencers. It's an influencer thing. Yeah. They're like, oh my gosh, I saw like Beth had this so cute flower and now I really want one so I can be fancy as Beth. 
I saw her wearing army pants and flip flops, and now so I'm gonna wear. So now I'm gonna do it, even though everybody wants them. So the price for army pants has gone up a million, and I still won't look as good as her. I won't. <laughs> It'll never feel because her thing is confident. It'll never fill the hole in my heart, but I'm gonna try with money. Yeah, but why not? Because I got money. If you have money, why not try? <laughs> yeah, me people are making a lot of money, and they can afford to be trendy. Yeah. 1636 is the high water mark mm-hmm. for tulips. tulips. Uh, the wealthy influencers of the day obviously see it as a trend. Yeah. They're like, we got to get more. Uh, but then people um, start hearing about it from other people, mm-hmm. you know. Like, you hear, like, oh, my gosh, you hear John sold some tulip bulbs for, like, way, like, a ton. Right. Like, so much. And now he's super and rich. And now he's retired at 12. Yeah. <laughs> he retired at 12. He made so much money from tulips. He's going to have such a good 30 years. <laughs> yeah. Uh, retirement. And people with access to these plants are realizing they can sell them for so much more than they bought them. Yeah. And then the people they sell them to are like, I could sell it for even more than that. Right. And it just keeps going. That's the problem. That's how it happens. Uh, Anne Goldgar in her book describes it. Neighbors seem to talk to neighbors, colleagues with colleagues, shopkeepers, booksellers, bakers, doctors with their clients. Gives one a sense of the community gripped for a time by this new fascination and enthrallment by a sudden vision of its profitability. Right. People see the money signs in their eyes. People don't super understand economics at the time. <laughs> or ever. So, no. People just know that there's a profit to be had. But, like, better now because of patterns that we can be like, okay. Like, if you if you take a minute <laughs> yeah. and think, maybe this is a concern. Yeah. We, we see it happening now and we know what it is and we do it anyway. Yeah. Because you, you can't stop. But not to, like, this concern. <laughs> Generally. <laughs> Unless it's real estate. Yay. <laughs> or uh, what else have we done this to recently? I mean, like the housing market. I mean, that's real it's estate. The big one. Yeah. yeah. It's the only one I can think of. Because there's smaller versions. Right. Like but, well, people and- who would buy Beanie Babies for the express purpose of selling them later. <laughs> it's true. That's what but this that's is. But that's just bad investing. <laughs> That's what um, you would say about tulips. I mean, that's not a good investment. No, no. That's not a, you know. But, well, and there's, with housing at least, like, at least nowadays we have to be, like, I think people have to be more heavily enticed mm-hmm. by an outside source. Whereas, like, this just seems like people being like, wait a minute. Like, they have the bing light bulb yeah. situation. Whereas, like, for the housing market, at least it was, like, banks, you know, taking advantage of people. Mm-hmm. And they knew it. You know, yeah. and the people didn't know because they didn't know better. They don't realize they're like, I could flip a house, right? It's like, no. Like some people can flip some a house. People, you you can't. Probably not you. Not you. You don't have enough money to do that. <laughs> you don't have enough money, even if the bank will lend to you because they're being terrible. And you shouldn't take. Don't it. do it. Don't do that. Don't do that. So easy to say now. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, but yeah, it's. I heard so many stories about people who are like, I heard about this guy who flipped a house, and maybe I can flip a house, right? And it's just like that. It's very alluring. It's a tempting story. Right. And people get caught up in it. That's what happens with the tulips. Mm -hmm. They're pretty, but more importantly, people can sell them for a lot of money. Don't make me rich. Get rich quick. And if you have cash to spare, why not? Yeah. If you are these doctors or tradesmen, you have a little spare cash. Because inflation doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. What is that? What is inflation? (laughs) Oh, they'll figure it out in a minute. So other sellers are upping their prices, so you do too. It's just wild. You tell your ships to bring back more tulips. 
Uh, and then you can make even more money off of those. Someone mm-hmm. comes in, it's like, I want to buy every tulip you have for four times as much as you're selling them for. And that seems like a good idea. But then that person takes those tulips and sells them for seven times more than right. uh, they spent on them. So they're still making a profit. The people they sell it to are like, how about 10 times? And it just keeps going. But honestly, if you're the first person, if you brought the tulips Mm -hmm. and you get their money, like, you're probably okay. Yeah. Like, you're you're okay. You're fine. People are doing okay. It's the the up the ladder problem. (laughs) Right. It's it's past the first initial person where the issue is. When they keep going. They're, yeah, because they're just buying to sell them again. And it repeats and repeats. Uh, We have stories of single, a single bulb could be traded 10 times in a day. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and they are bulbs. People aren't selling the flowers because yeah. they only bloom for a week or something. Right. They're sick. <laughs> They're sick bulbs. They're sick babies. Which is wild. You're, just, you're like, selling the idea of a flower. That could be worth it to anyone. It's, it's so much more speculation and futures market than right. it could be. You're not even selling a real plant, really. Like, if you wrote this as a story mm-hmm. in, like, current times... Everyone would be like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever read. It's funny <laughs> you should say that. Cause, uh, or it, you'd have to make it sci-fi. I'll, uh, I'll talk about that. Okay. <laughs> we'll talk about that. Because it's like the idea of flowers being worth so much is like really confusing to yeah. like current mind. Like uh, the only flowers I can think of that I've seen that are worth like that I was like, that's a lot for flowers. But I understand. Mm-hmm. Was there's this company, or I think there's a few companies now, that sell these roses that, like, last for, like, a year. Oh, wow. Like, they smell good for a year. Like and Sci-fi like, roses. You, yeah, you, like, give them water, like, a little bit, I think, and you, they, but they just kind of chill. You just don't put them in the sun directly. That's cool. Because, um, yeah, they have some sort of, they did some sort of genetic, like, um, you know, mutating, and then they, like, I think, they crossed it with a tortoise and now it lives forever. <laughs> forever. And they, like, sear the stems, stems of them, I think, oh, so wow. that they can still get water, but, like, that they don't decay as fast. Yeah. And so that, I'm like, I mean, that's cool. Like, I understand why you'd pay yeah, it's cool. hundreds of dollars for a big bushel or whatever of those. That's a whole year of flour. It's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, like, took some technology to make. Yeah. It probably is a little expensive to create them. But if you were like, you want a tulip that lasts a week, it costs a billion dollars. I'd be like, no. <laughs> it might last a week next spring. Yeah. I'd be like, no. No. That sounds Oh, also, happy like March. Worst. I guess March for May is the tulip season. Oh. So if you're. Hello. In Holland at the moment, you're like, yeah, okay, I don't want to hear about tulips anymore. Great. Yeah, tell me about <laughs> tulip mania again. Wee. Great. I know. So interesting. <laughs> For once, we're topical, and then we're, like, making fun of ourselves about it. Great. We love Yay. hearing about the tulips. Great. Great. Uh, the price of these bulbs go up 10 or 20 times. No. Uh, what even, not even just what they're worth, but what they were selling for. Yeah. So... If they start at a thousand guilders, they're at ten thousand. No, like, they're at twenty. 000. And I just think about the people in the Middle East or like in West Asia, yeah. like selling them these. Like you, stupid. Like, oh, they're like desperately coming back and like, you have more tulips. I need the tulips. You have more of the nasty broken ones. And they're just like, what? Those don't grow. You, what? What do you? Why? Um, do yeah. you have like food or something? <laughs> I know. I hope the people. Uh, at the source, we're upping their prices as oh, well. Oh, they have to be. I hope so. Have to be. According to Mike Dash, Woo-hoo! 
these bulbs were selling for 10,000 guilders, and he says it was enough to feed, clothe, and house a whole Dutch family for half a lifetime, or sufficient to purchase one of the grandest homes on the most fashionable canal in Amsterdam in cash, complete with a coach house and an 80-foot or 25-meter garden, and this at a time when homes in that city were as expensive as property anywhere in the world. So we should just buy a house. That's the amount of money we're talking about. Buy a nice-ass house. They already got a nice house. No. If you're trading in this amount, you're already, like, one, right. of, one of the top spenders. Just keep it. I have a house. I want flowers. <laughs> Which is, like, also hilarious to me because, like, also, so many rich people are so obsessed with not losing any money. Mm-hmm. That is, but, but they will buy really expensive stuff. Right. And it's like, what? Things that will not be more expensive over time. No. And you're like, what do you, I don't, can you explain? Right. And this is when the economists are like, everyone's rational. I'm like, look at these people. They're just responding to the market. And it's like, no, no, they're being stupid. They're like creating market, but then also like being weird about it. I don't know what they're doing. Like, um, Right now, the best indicator for whether a old car will sell for a lot of money or not is if it was the cool thing, like in magazines, when people in these tech startups were 12. Yeah. Like, it was it their fantasy car when they were a kid? Because they have the money. <laughs> it's going to be worth so much more than it was even a couple years ago. Right. Is it rational, though? No. It, no. Whereas, like, you know, my dad has an old Mustang, mm-hmm. like, from the 60s, and I'm like, I don't, like, I'm sure it's still valuable because it's from the 60s and it's a Mustang, mm-hmm. but, like, not in the way that it was maybe, like, 30 years ago. Sure. Where, like, people, you know, who were born in the 60s or, like, who grew up in the 60s and saw those all around are, yeah. like, 30 or 40, the, the and they're mar- like, oh, I want my dream car. The market for it is different. Yes. Now it's, like, collectors. Mm-hmm. We don't really know what burst the bubble, if there was an inciting incident, Mm -hmm. like a specific something. (laughs) Or an exciting incident. (laughs) Or an exciting incident. (laughs) I heard one story about a guy goes to auction to sell his Mm -hmm. entire collection of bulbs. You know, he's ready to retire. He just wants wants all that money. And nobody auctions. He goes and he makes... The nightmare. He makes nothing. Dude. It's a yeah. It's as it's, the bulb slowly wilt in your hand. It's a hot potato, and he's holding it. Oh no! And uh, when that happens, people who still have the bulbs are like, "I gotta sell this right now." Mm-hmm. Uh, before, this would be a good horror movie. Before <laughs> just market horror, like specific. Yeah, like I want like an economic horror movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We I think those exist. Yeah, like sorry to bother you. It's kind of one of those. Yeah. Economic horror. Yeah. You mean life? (laughs) (laughs) It's too close. Oh, it's too real. I hate it. I hate it. Oh, it's so, it's too scary. Yeah. Too scary. (laughs) People are like, I want to see people with monsters get their head bitten off. I don't want to see this. They started turning into horses, but that wasn't nearly as scary as the economic (laughs) factors. Oh, no. Dear God. (laughs) (laughs) But if you don't sell it right now, uh, like, people are going to realize that it's not worth that much. Yeah. So suddenly everyone sells. Everyone's going to realize the price is going down, and they're going to lose so much money if they don't 
hand it off I to mean, some idiot. And you need to start selling it outside of your place. But no one else wants them as much as they I do. I mean, not for that much. <laughs> yeah. Because, duh. No matter what, you're going to be losing a lot of money because you are selling them for so much right. more than they were ever worth. Yeah. And you realize well, and it. And unfortunately, uh, I don't think that the Dutch royalty has, like— the reputation of some other royal families where, mm-hmm. like, people see what they're doing in different countries and are like, oh, I need that, too. Yeah. Uh, I don't think so. It's pretty... not like France and England. Yeah. And you're like, wow, we need those things. I want Spain. it. I want it. Mm. But I not want one of the cool it. kids. Anne Goldgar, surprisingly, perhaps, didn't find any evidence of anyone actually going bankrupt. Oh. Uh, over tulips. Fascinating. After the pop. Part of that might be uh, the standard stories that everyone was getting in on it to an extreme, even chimney right. chimney sweeps and day laborers. But they wouldn't have really had the capital to get all the way in, yeah. probably. Well, and when everyone's suffering from the same thing, like, yeah. especially when I think your market is less controlled, like, wouldn't you just be like, let's just forget about it? Yeah. <laughs> And really, it's the, those merchants and those tradespeople and sometimes the older nobility who are really getting yeah. it. Those are the people that are spending a house's worth of on tulips. And those are the people who are, like, in charge of how money happens. Yeah. Because they're the ones, like, lending money and stuff. So I'm like, did you know, mo- like, value and money doesn't exist? It's all made <laughs> up. So you could just be like, we're just going to ignore that. Yeah. Let's pretend that didn't happen. And as long as the top people will do it trickles down uh-huh. and you're good. Yeah, the the crash hurts, but it isn't a game ender mm-hmm. that is sometimes implied. Right. Like that it crashed the entire Dutch economy. That's not true. Yeah. Cuz how could it? Not everyone is selling tulips. Right. It's like an urban thing. Mm-hmm. The rich urbanites are doing it. Yeah. Like the farmers don't care. Right. They're growing actual things that are worth real money cuz you can eat it. Yeah. Well, it just makes me think of like um you know, as time goes by, I think these, these like, this level of a crash or, like, the Great Depression or whatever, which, you know, is obviously worse. But, like, it gets harder mm-hmm. to happen because the market's much more diverse. Yeah. So, like, we're not banking on, like, one thing. It's not like, all your money in tulips. Mm-hmm. It's like you can invest in <laughs> so many different things. Yeah. And as long as they don't all fail at the same time, mm-hmm. which is, like, very unlikely, then, like, yeah. you'd probably be okay. Yeah. The people who have the most to lose are... Probably probably still have their ships. Yeah. So it's like. You just go. Guess what? Yeah. Go get a new thing to freak people out about. They're Start re- a new panic. They're real mad, but they're probably not going bankrupt. Yeah. And important to note as well uh, that deals were made. Uh, money didn't exchange hands every mm. time. They're, okay. they're just making bids on a future bulb. Yeah. That's going like to bloom. Like an IOU. And nobody actually pays until summer when the bulbs come up. Makes sense. Uh, so the summer after the crash, that's when just everyone's like, you know what? I'm just not going to pay. Yeah. That's um, what I'm saying. I just decided I'm not going to pay you. Yeah. Uh, and but guess what? Like the thing's already valueless, so <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like, what do you mean? You're not. You're just not going to pay? And they're like, no, I'm not going to pay. Yeah. Like, 
but we had a contract. They're like, ah, I'm not going to do ah, it. Good ah, good luck, idiot. Yeah, I'm not doing it. Try me. So uh, <laughs> I love you to take me to court over our verbal contract <laughs> about a bulb. I know I said I'd pay you 60k, but this guy down the street's selling it for five cents, so I'm not going to pay. Yeah, so I'll pay you five cents. I'm, I'm not going to do it. Some ended up paying the sellers, you know, like five percent, ten percent, just as recompense. Yeah. Uh, That's the, nice of them. The the folks holding the worthless tulips obviously were much worse off. Right. Uh, the Dutch government offered to pay off a small percentage of the contract value for some of these. Okay, good for which them. Which is kind of nice. Yeah. Uh, but you get the impression that they just wish that this wasn't happening at all. They're like, why do we have to get involved yeah. with this? Once again, it's a stimulus package just to save mm-hmm. everyone's bacon because if— uh, people don't have money in your country, then you're going to yeah. have a problem. And suddenly their hands are full of just an enormous amount of uh, people, like debt disputes, yeah. are suddenly the rage. Right. And they go, of course. they go on for years afterwards. The majority of contracts were just flat out canceled. Right. Right. Of which, course. Which they, have, just, which they have to be. It's so it's stupid. Uh, I just be like, court is closed. <laughs> yeah. You can't come in. And this is. Uh, Anne's point when talking about it's more of a cultural crisis than a financial one is that there's no, there's, the the courts aren't really involved in these disputes. They don't have the means to get their money back. Yeah. So when parties stop honoring contracts, it really hurts the code of honor. Yeah, they don't trust each other. That underlies Dutch capitalism at the Mm -hmm. time. So suddenly nobody wants to trade. They're like, I just realized that money's made up and we don't have a way of enforcing debts. I just realized it's fake (laughs) and I hate it and I'm going to hoard all my money like a dragon. Yeah, so people deaf lost money, not um, the the whole economy crashed amount of money. But the financial relationships based on trust, like real interpersonal trust, mm-hmm. not trust in the financial sense right. as much. Uh, people just go, I'm not paying. And there wasn't a lot you could do about it. And there's no mechanism to make them pay. And then you just murder and that guy because you're mad. And then you just kill him. Yeah. And then you kill him. And it's the 1600s, so who cares? Uh, yeah. So she says, while the lack of data precludes a solid conclusion, the results of the study indicate that the bulb speculation was not obvious madness mm-hmm. it's on a it's on a smaller scale yeah just regular plant madness what fascinates me specifically about this is that like they still have fla- those flowers it's, and like it's yeah. a big deal for them it's a big deal it's confusing mm-hmm. it's like shouldn't you be upset about that <laughs> i guess it's old yeah. at this point so no one really cares it definitely stung for a couple years right <laughs> like i think but it's, it's tr- someone was like the because the Dutch they love painting these flowers. Yeah, they're so right. they're so beautiful. The Dutch, you know, old masters, a lot of tulips. Mm-hmm. But there's kind of a dip in tulip paintings right, uh, right after the crash, where people are like, I don't want to look at that. I just it makes me want to die. <laughs> it makes me feel bad <sighs> in, inside. It hurts my soul. No, uh, at some point they get over it. They start realizing that tulips are just beautiful. Yeah. Like we should just like this is a part of our history. Yeah. So it's fine. So where does the like tulip mania? as a craze come from. Uh, Simon Schama, historian, writes in The Embarrassment of Riches Interpretation of Dutch Culture in the Golden Age. Mm. What a specific topic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he says all the financial memes that we get out of the, the bubble popping, the crash, mm-hmm. like that sailor who goes to jail for eating one. Right. Which isn't true. Yeah. 
uh, are from pamphlets made by Dutch Calvinists. Ah. Who uh, were just making propaganda about Good old Calvinists. How uh, consumerism is going to send everyone to hell and yeah. you all deserve it. You know, they sowed your sin or whatever. Aren't Calvinists um, like pre- predestined people who believe like it's already all decided? I mean, as far as sin goes. Uh, but because I'm like, you, how dare they tell you something you do <laughs> is going to make you go to hell? Right. I mean, probably not go to hell, but sure. Uh, clearly, you brought this upon yourself due to your, you know, consumerist sins. They are such like mood killers. <laughs> Freaking Calvinists. Sorry, Calvinists. Do they still exist? <laughs> we get Calvinists calling in. <laughs> calling oh, no. in. Yeah. Yeah. Five five five. And it's kind of fun. Go away. <laughs> Five five five, get the heck out of here! <laughs> Don't call me. There's no phone. Five five five, tulip complain. <laughs> tulip palooza. <laughs> and we still kind of have this. It's that, oh well, pride before the fall kind of thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Right, of course. But it's always Calvinist. It's, <laughs> but it's always Calvinist. You know what? Screw Calvin. So I want to talk about a current thing mm-hmm. because I heard this on NPR. Uh, they had uh, the writer who did the original uh, piece yeah. from Wired. They're always two steps ahead of us. Uh, Wired.com uh, did a story on this. Yeah. Uh, because there are plantfluencers mm-hmm. on Instagram, on YouTube. And right now their big thing that everyone likes are called pink princesses. Okay. They are philodendrons. They're kind of tropical, big-leafed plants. Okay. Uh, and the pink princesses have a special mutation where patches of them will be bright bubblegum pink. Okay. They're really pretty. Nice. Uh, a few years ago, several years ago, you could have bought like a six, you know. Right. Like a little tiny pot for like six bucks. Right. Uh, nowadays, you can't find one for under a hundred. Oh. They are like, I did a quick, I did a quick Google search and I I saw some that were going for six hundred or seven hundred dollars. Wow! There are wait lists of thousands waiting for these plants. Um, oh, people! <laughs> a very flashy and Instagram worthy, not worth the amount that people are paying. Right, but it is a market, and people are selling. Oh, totally. Right, and earlier when I was like, "Can you imagine people being crazy about flowers?" <laughs> I just meant like a whole country. Right. Like, whoa. No, the whole internet. Because, well, not the whole internet. The whole internet. (laughs) This is the thing. I'm like, of course you can find a group of people Mm -hmm. on the internet who love everything, who are obsessed (laughs) with everything. I watched that Don't F with Cats. They found, like, a forum of people who just love vacuums, and they know it on site what vacuum that is. And they were like, it's only in the Northwest, or, like, (laughs) only in North America. And I'm just like, by sight. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, that's too much vacuum knowledge. That's That's too much... To know about vacuum. But, like, it was helpful and solved crime. Good for mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Uh, but so, yeah, I mean, when you open up the entirety of the internet, I'm like, I'm sure there are people who are <laughs> yeah. like, I love flowers. I want that flower. That's the best one. That flower's trendy. Yeah. Which is weird still to me. To the point where, uh, but it's not like America's like, oh, my God, the pink princess flowers. Need yeah. It. Not all America. If you grow those or you had a garden, um, you got a wait list now. Yeah, which is so. Once again, got to be really weird. And even weirder, the point of the article wasn't just that this is happening. Yeah, but that uh, a new plant came on the scene. I don't know a while ago mm-hmm. called the pink Congo, 
which was slightly different, you know, again, you know, tropical yeah. plant, but it was all pink. Ah. Uh, which they're is, like, ah! Yeah, and it was selling for a ton. Losing my mind over these uh, pink flowers. But that's, it's fake. Oh. It's a scam. <laughs> So the way that plants work is that they're they're green, yeah. So they can photosynthesize. Mm-hmm. If a plant is all pink, right, it dies. Yes. Uh, and <laughs> the so, reason even flowers have stems that are green. You gotta have green bits. Yeah. Uh, so people who are buying these really expensive pink Congos because they're like, oh my gosh, it's all pink. It's but even better die. than the princess. Well, it wouldn't die, but after a while, the pink would just go away uh, because yeah, they were spray painted. They were being chemically treated. Ah, it was only temporary. Yeah, they like injecting dye in it or something, and then yeah. it'll just get like trickle out. Yeah, and it's it's totally it'll, it just goes away after yeah. a while. You're like, I paid a thousand dollars for this because it was pink, and now it's not. And you're like, clearly, you aren't an actual plant fan yeah. because you would know. only a real plant fan. <laughs> Just get really hipster about plants. <laughs> Gate- if you knew anything about botany. <laughs> Gatekeeping plants. <laughs> You'd know that if it was all pink, it would uh, die. Yeah, but God, like fake news. Actual botanists are like, that's not real. Yeah. But plant influencers are like, it, maybe it's real. This cool. one's partly pink. Maybe plant that one's all influencers. Plant influencers. It's crazy, dude. Plant influencers, dude. Universe is so weird. <laughs> Yeah. They're very pretty. No, uh, yeah. But yeah, I think I'd pay like $10 maybe. It's just wild like that there there are influencers for everything. Yeah. Yeah, like unboxing videos. Yeah. People just posting pictures of their plants. People right. Like, oh my gosh, I need one. Like I think more than anything, like the internet would be crazy for people from the past mm-hmm. to just be like, that's a lot of stuff happening and I don't know how you're doing <laughs> yeah. that. And I'm like, I also don't know how we're doing it, but it's a good time. Um. But, like, stuff like this that I think would be, like, very confusing mm-hmm. to, like, some people. Like, like how ASMR is confusing to me. Yeah. Because I hate it. And it's it, – this uh, current thing gives me some insight, I feel, into the tulip thing. I'm like, there's no way everyone was getting in on it. Yes. Like, a lot of people are getting into pink princesses. Right. Who are – you know, who aren't influenced just because they realize people are schmucks and are willing to pay money. Of course. Uh, but it's not a nationwide thing. Exactly. And I doubt tulips were either. Right. Um, enough, probably. But enough. Yeah, not not the whole country. And more believable, maybe, there, just because they have less um, product diversity and, like, less people. It's small, mm-hmm. you know. There's certain things that small countries can do that, like, big countries can't do that you couldn't do on the internet because it's too big. Yeah, right. Like, very few things break the internet in the way that, like, you can casually talk about them with people. It's almost always like, hey, did you see this? And then they say no. No, And then you have to, like, explain. And then you just, like, have a fun conversation. Oh, my gosh, no. And then you get a scene like, you're so educated on the internet. In researching this, I found out that Victorians had their own plant mania. Fun. They were really into ferns. So lame. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Wow. But to the point where uh, people would, you know, take these hikes into the highlands looking for really weird ferns. So people died, (laughs) like trying to get. Don't tell me too much. That sounds like another episode. (laughs) Yeah. So maybe we'll talk about that sometime. What losers, though? Ferns. They could have had like pretty flowers or like at least pineapples are cool looking. 
mm-hmm. and they're delicious. I mean, ferns are kind of intricate and no, cool. They're so lame. And they would find, uh, you know, weird Some variations. Weird bush thing. Yeah. Anyway. Not like beautiful flowers. Not like tulips or pink I've never. I'm just going to say, so I'm sorry to be a fern hater. I've never seen a fern <laughs> that I was like, wow. That's beautiful. That's a nice. That's a nice plant. I like it a lot. They're pretty. I guess. I guess. If you have to say I guess after you say they're pretty, mm-hmm. hmm. they have a. They're very mathematically beautiful. It's like he's nice. I guess. I guess. <laughs> it's like. Uh, it, do you really? <laughs> You're very confident you sure? in how nice he. Are you sure? Sounds more like I have no opinion on this. Whenever someone's like, it's fun in its own way. Yeah. Then it's not. Fun. It's not. It's not. <laughs> so it's not. He's 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 cute in his own way. Yeah. So he's not cute. Right. You can say it. You can just say it. Just say it. Or you just feel neutral and that's fine. It's fine to feel neutral. Like I, I often say, I don't know if I've said it on the podcast, but I often say like I feel very medium about this. Mm-hmm. Just to be like, I don't care. Extreme medium. <laughs> I'm so medium. I'm so medium, it's almost radical. But that just reminds me when I said I was medium dead. Mm-hmm. And then Brian was arguing with me when we were D&D. And I was like, it means I have half health, obviously. Mm-hmm. Do I have to say the specific words for you? All right. <laughs> it's a good thing Brian is listening to our podcast. Uh, I know. <laughs> start beef with him on just rag him. on him the whole time. Although other people who are in our D&D group do listen to it's true. the podcast. And they agreed with me. And they agree. <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. Um, Two out of three D and D group members agree. Agree. Brian is it's dramatic. True. Oh, that reminds me. I need to show you um, some photos that I like screenshots that I took of Will Wheaton's Instagram because he has this thing where he uh, he's really bad at rolling dice. Mm-hmm. You know, it seems like that's not a real thing, but it is. Like some people are just very bad at dice. Yeah, yeah even I, though they're technically random. I've known a couple people. Yeah, I know someone. <laughs> Who's bad at dice. Um, but Will Wheaton is very bad at dice. He is like, which sucks because I love board games mm-hmm. and D&D, but it's just like my curse and I've just accepted it. So now it, when he goes to cons, people bring their dice for him to roll. <laughs> and he's uh, like, you want me to curse your dice? You want me to filthy it up for And you? like I have some pictures of him roll because he'll take a picture after he rolls the die. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure he doesn't take a picture of all of them, but like there's a trend yeah. of like, wow. Like how many can you roll in a row? Yeah. That are so bad. It's a uh, statistical anomaly. Yeah. Dang it, Wesley. You're, you're a special boy. <laughs> I always hated you. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Anyway, uh, uh, we hope you enjoyed listening to Crazy Plantapalooza. Plantapalooza. People are just going buck wild for plants. Go out this spring and look at a flower. And be like, I don't think that's worth 10000 whatever the hell it Wait, was. But you know what? I bet I could sell it to someone <laughs> for more than I bought it for. And, like, I think tulips are pretty, but, like, whoa. We should look up some of the broken ones. They get mad, oh, sure. mad cute. Let me look. Because there's, you know, sing- it's, uh, it's a restaurant in Richmond, Virginia. Great. Oh, sure, Yeah. Like, they're pretty. I mean, I don't... Because there's, like, the single-color tulips, which I've never been a fan of. But looking yeah. at some of these, I'm like, I mean, that is really pretty, sure. though. Like, I, is, get, I, 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 I get why people would be excited I get it. in I get general. It. But at the same time, like, whatever. I could see this being <laughs> a craze that people would pay mad cash for. But, I like, I'm, like, trying to think if a flower has ever excited me. 
that I was like, wow, that's really cool. Because you're not in the, um, the plantfluencer game. I'm not. Uh, you're in the makeup game. Like I said, Venus, the the, the, the flower, I think they're Venus de Flora or something, mm-hmm. um, are the year-long flowers. That's exciting. Yeah. Just because that's like you scienced those flowers. Oh, another one. And I like that, roses. That so. people do is they sell blue uh, Venus flytraps, which mm. aren't real. Okay. They're the same, same reason that pink, all pink plants aren't real. But people... I mean, they do look cool. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> There's no. one that just says nope. Yeah. To tell uh, you it's fake. People just Photoshop the image. Yeah. Or maybe, like, spray paint them. If but... you want something that color, just get, like, a blue orchid. Yeah. Like, just... They're the same color, and they're very pretty. Yeah. Um, but I, re- I we should get a Venus flytrap. I think they're so cute. I love Venus flytraps. Feed them a little bit. Chicken. I feel like I read something about them, like, going extinct. Oh, no. So then, like, people are like, you should buy them because then you can, like keep them alive Mm -hmm. you know like bees that they're like encouraging people to be beekeepers (laughs) yeah so there you go there you go anyway thanks for listening today to wildflower time uh we hope you enjoyed this episode you can leave us a review on itunes or stitcher and stuff we'd appreciate that uh, write us an email. You can write us an email at hysterycalhistorypodcast at gmail.com and we'll respond we, can, and read it at some point. You can call us at 1-800-NOT-REAL. Uh, Don't even try. Not real phone number. <laughs> Blue Venus flytrap. <laughs> um, and uh, you can join us on Patreon, which is a good time. We're doing some fun stuff. Uh, we're talking about starting a history book club mm-hmm. um, and doing some history movie nights. For Patreon people specifically. So it's a good time. Moving on. It's going to be a fun. (laughs) Anyway, bye. Bye. (laughs) Ours are different sounds. We have different mouths. (laughs) It's true. Yeah. Not to some of the listeners, though. They're like, that's clearly the same person. Yeah. Yeah. It's fair. Anyway, bye. (laughs) It will sound like they're two sick girls. I don't know the difference. (laughs)